Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plugged In, the Con Edison podcast on everything about energy and all that we can do towards a clean energy future. Welcome, everybody. I'm Philip O'Brien. Today, we're talking about the latest must-have. No, it's not crypto, and neither do we mean NFTs, AirPods, or minimalist wallets. What you and I, and it seems like everybody else, is giving at least some passing thought to is buying an electric car. And no wonder. Gasoline prices have been so far out, they're approaching the Hubble telescope. And we know we all have to start to do things differently to help Mother Earth survive. So actually, going electric is actually going hot. In fact, EVs are the star of the New York Auto Show, one of the biggest such shows in the world. And it's gonna be going on at the Javits Center in New York City from April 15th through the 24th. The New York International Auto Show is back. And at the center of the exhibits is Con Edison. We're the sponsor of a test track where you can take a ride in an electric vehicle and lots more. Our guests today include two people who own electric cars, and they're gonna tell us all about their experiences. In just a little while, they'll join us. First, we have two experts from Con Edison here to explain the programs and incentives the energy company offers to service the needs of EV drivers. Let's start with Sherry Logan. Sherry is the Con Edison program manager for Smart Charge New York. And in a little while, she'll explain all about Smart Charge New York. But first, Sherry, I wanted you to sort of set the table with what is what is the, the, the EV experience in the New York metropolitan area? For instance, how many electric vehicles are registered in uh, New York City and Westchester? So there are about 29,000 EVs that are registered in New York City and Westchester. That's um, the Con Edison uh, service territory. That's about 30% of all EVs in all of New York State. We have a a large representation. Um, Con Ed actually has more electric vehicles in its service territory than any other New York State electric utility. Wow. And I've been reading and hearing that Purchases of EVs, electric vehicles, are way up this year. So, of that twenty-nine thousand, do you ha- do you have any lowdown on how many were purchased in the last year or so? Believe it or not, more than half that number uh, were purchased uh, within the last year. It's wow. incredible. So now, so everybody understands an electric vehicle runs on a battery, which has to be charged. So you have to have some sort of charger available to keep the vehicle running. How many public chargers are available to keep those vehicles in um, the Con Edison service area? So there are more than 2,500 public charging stations and there are various kinds uh, Primarily, it's a combination of what we call level two chargers, um, which are powered at um, 208, 240 volts, and what we call DC fast chargers at 480 volts. Okay. Just so you know, the DC fast chargers um, are only commercially available, but uh, level two chargers are also could be um, used at home. 
So you have uh, level two at home and commercially uh, available and DC fast charges just at home. So what do you mean by commercially? Does that mean if, if you go to a public parking garage and they have a charger, is that what that means? Correct. So at a public uh, lot, you'll find either level two chargers or DC fast chargers. At home, you'll only have um, a level two charger or a level one charger. DC fast charging um, at 480 volts, that's not something you would have uh, in a private home. Okay. So someone's just bought an, an electric car and Tell us how Smart Charge, the Con Edison program for electric car owners, how does that work and what are the benefits? Well, Smart Charge New York is a Con Edison program that rewards electric vehicle owners for charging their vehicles in New York City and Westchester. And they do that during off-peak hours. And we define off-peak hours between midnight and 8 a.m. So participants who sign up for the program earn cash rewards for charging these hours. They also get access to a web portal that provides them with important information about driving and charging habits. The benefit for Con Ed is that drivers who charge overnight when demand for power is low, avoid placing stress on our grid during these peak times. Okay, so if someone plugs in their car in their driveway after midnight or in their parking garage, maybe in the basement of their apartment house or whatever, how much can they um, expect to earn? Okay, well, Phil, I just wanna clarify, they don't actually have to plug in after midnight. They could plug in whenever they return home or whenever they um, arrive at a, a charging station. The cars themselves have the ability to program the start of the charging um, for after midnight. So nobody has to like stay up late or get up in the middle of the night to plug in after midnight. So I just wanna make sure that everyone, everyone understands that this program is really convenient. And the it cars sure smart. It's almost like an alarm clock. You just set it and walk away. Exactly. Uh, so, Participants, um, they could earn $150 just for signing up for the program after their first charge anywhere in the Coniston Service Territory, anywhere in New York City and Westchester County. And that's at home, at work, any public charging station. So anywhere that you could charge in our service territory, um, you could earn uh, rewards and participate in this uh, program. So the data is collected through the smarts of the vehicle, where, when, and how much you charge. And based on that information that's collected, you earn rewards. So when you charge your vehicle during overnight hours, you will earn 10 cents per kilowatt hour. And believe it or not, some drivers earn up to $1,000 a year on this program. Wow. Yeah. Now, non-Tesla drivers, they install a free connected car device to collect the charging data, which simply plugs into the onboard diagnostic port of the vehicle, the OBD2 port. But Tesla drivers do not need this device. Tesla's onboard telematics 
can share the charging data, eliminating the need to plug in a device. So we make it very easy uh, for uh, any EV owner that's charging in our service territory to participate in the program. And we right now we have over 6,000 EVs actively participating in the program and earning cash rewards. Smart Charge New York is the largest managed charging program in the country. Sherry, lots of people who, who sign up for rewards programs want to know exactly how the payouts are made. Is this a credit on their utility bill or what? So no, this is not a credit on your utility bill. EV owners have two choices. They either receive a monthly PayPal payment or an Amazon gift card reward. Oh, okay. So now, what, what, why does Con Edison offer Smart Charge? What is the benefit to the energy company? We believe that EVs play an important role in our energy future. Smart Charge benefits participants because they earn cash rewards. And it benefits our electric customers by helping us maintain the reliability of our grid at times of peak demand for power, say during the summer months. And it benefits the environment by encouraging customers to charge at times when electricity generation is cleaner. It's just a win-win-win for everyone. Everyone loves Smart Charge New York. We have a refer a friend program. So if you're in the program and you have a friend, a neighbor, a relative that has an EV and charges um, in New York City and Westchester, you could refer that person to the program and you both benefit. You'll get $25 bonus in rewards and your friend will get an, an extra $25 when they join the program. And we have something called an ambassador program. So those are the people that are really enthusiastic about spreading the word about Smart Charge. So for every five people that you successfully refer to the program, you get a bonus $25. So it's a great program to earn even more rewards. Okay. Smart Charge is a smart way for EV drivers to save money and ease the grid using whatever charging station they want. Now, what about EV drivers who are looking for chargers? Joining us is Allison Kling, Integration Manager for Con Edison's Power Ready program. Welcome aboard, Allison. Thank you. So glad to be here. Good. Would you just explain for us what is Power Ready? Sure. Yeah. And thanks for having me. We're so proud and excited to be a part of this transition to cleaner vehicles for the health of our customers and to help fight climate change. Um, the Power Ready program is, is really a strong part of our clean energy commitment. The Power Ready program launched in July of 2020. It's an exciting program that brings $250 million in incentives to help build electric vehicle charging stations across New York City and Westchester. It supports any commercial or multifamily building that wants to install charging stations for passenger cars and vans. The incentives in this program will support the build out of 19,000 charging plugs across our territory, 
And the availability of these new charging stations could help us bring almost a quarter million new EVs on the road over the next five years. Generally, we're really encouraged by the response to this program in the first two years. We've had uh, active applications for almost, almost our full program pipeline. Okay, so this is not chargers that might be in someone's driveway, correct? This is- Correct. So these are- scale. Yes, okay. so these are for chargers that you see in the garage of a multifamily building or a publicly available charging station, workplace charging, um, curbside. So really chargers that are publicly accessible that anyone can use um, when they're out and about. Okay, so and why is Power Ready good for our area? Yeah, great. So generally, you know, electrifying transportation is really critical if we're going to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and improving local air quality. We know that the main reason people don't buy electric cars is because it's hard to get access to EV charging, especially in dense urban places like New York City, where private parking spaces are really uncommon. Not many of us have a driveway or a, you know, a private garage where we can have a charging and charge our car overnight. So potential EV drivers here need to see that there's easy access to charging near their homes, out on the road, on the curb if they're doing street parking, you know, charging hubs where they know it'll be easy for them to charge a car if they go electric. So the Power Ready program is a build it and they will come kind of approach. By helping to fund charging stations, will increase the adoption of electric vehicles, which will encourage more charging, which will make it more economic for more charging stations. So kind of a virtuous cycle that we're, we're trying to achieve here. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just note, in addition to the charging stations we're supporting with Power Ready, um, Con Edison also partnered with New York City to install curbside charging stations across the five boroughs. So this is particularly for residents who do use that street parking. Um, and this brought EV charging to New York City curbs um, for the very first time. So lots of exciting, exciting things happening um, with this yes, program. Lots. Could you could you just elaborate a little bit on what are some of those projects that are, have already started? Yeah. So it's been very interesting. It's a really diverse mix of types of charging stations in our program. So we've got everything from really large fast charging hubs to the public. So where you could pull up and charge your car in, in 20 minutes, you know, more of a gas station experience. Um, a lot of those hubs also serve rideshare or taxi fleets as those fleets move to go electric. We're also seeing a lot of government, you know, workplace fleet stations go up around us and installing charger. And a lot of residential buildings are seeing that their tenants are buying electric cars. So they're putting in charging stations in their private parking garages so that their tenants can charge overnight um, when they park their car at their building. So all, all over the place, and we're seeing it, you know, from the, the tip of Staten Island up to the top of Westchester, just a lot of interest in this charging program. Have you gotten any feedback from across the country, other large urban areas? I mean, New York is the biggest city in the country, but it's not the only one. <laughs> As, have these proved to be helpful for other cities? Definitely. I mean, I always like to think that Con Ed is, is a leader in this space, and I think we are. Um, I know California obviously has, has quite um, a lot of EVs out there on the road, and 
those utilities out there are also putting in um, programs like this. You know, across New York State, all the other state utilities are putting in um, programs that are trying to achieve this same goal. Um, generally, I think New York City, we are we are a leader here um, in New York City and Westchester, um, but definitely a need for for dense urban areas to get this kind of equipment in. We've been highlighting the New York Auto Show that mm -hmm. will be going on when this podcast is available. And if uh, someone drops by about power ready, what would they see and hear? Yes, so we will have a very strong presence at the auto show. Um, we'll have a booth there with representatives from the power ready team. I think the auto show this year is going to have a huge focus on electric vehicles. I think the predominant <laughs> um, types of cars that you're gonna see are the EVs, you know, as the automakers are realizing this is the trend, um, coming out with lots of really exciting makes and models. So if you are there, look out for Con Edison. We'll be very visible. Um, stop by our booth um, and come say hi to the Power Ready team. Well, good, we'll spread that around. Um, yeah. How else, I don't think people realize how else electric cars help the electric grid. Um, I think a lot of people just think it's I charge my car battery, I, I drive around and then I recharge it. But there's something else that's going on. Yeah, it's something we're thinking a lot about these days. Um, and it's a great question. So, you know, as a utility, our, our first um, responsibility is to make sure anyone who's connecting a station that it's happening safely and reliably. Um, we're adding new load to the electric grid, right? Um, so we have a really robust process to make sure that every individual interconnection is, is happening safely and that those loads um, can be reliably served. In terms of what happens, you know, we've got all these chargers and now we have cars that are plugging in. So what's ha what happens when that load comes onto our system? So you heard about our smart charge program that encourages customers to avoid charging their vehicle at that high congestion time, like in the middle of a really hot summer day. Um, so if you can think about managed charging, about when people are charging and encouraging to do that during off-peak times, we're also looking at um, ways that EVs can directly provide support to the grid. We just completed a successful vehicle-to-grid pilot with electric school buses. Um, this was to learn about how we can use those buses as a battery to provide grid support. So during the school year, the buses were just a bus. They took kids to school up in Westchester. And then during the summer, when they're not being used as buses, um, they were used to help the grid you know, as a battery. So lots of potential there that we're starting to look into and learn about so that we can scale that up as we start to see these, um, these electric vehicles hit the road. So in a sense, if you own an EV, perhaps not now, but in the near future, you're almost like your own little power plant in that yeah. you could help when the system is under a lot of stress on a hot day. Or maybe you could even power your own home if, if you yeah, wanted to get off the grid. It's, it's a battery. It's Yep, it's a battery. It's just got you know, wheels and wheels and leather seats. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely lots of potential there, especially as we see these larger um, charging installations going in, um, you know, that have a lot of capacity. So really exciting times um, for us here. Indeed it is. And we'll be sure mm -hmm. to stop by at the show to see it. Thanks yeah, so please much. Do. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. 
We're going to take a short 15-second break, and on the other side, we will meet and chat with some electric vehicle owners who may just be your neighbors. You are listening to Plugged In, Con Edison's podcast about energy and what we all can do towards a clean energy future. Please follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Our handle is at Con Edison. Now let's return to today's episode. Now let's bring on some folks who have made the switch to electric vehicles. We have Lisa Prudhomme, who is a recent EV, as it's called, convert, and Paul Eng, who is an online journalist and editor and a self-admitted electric vehicle geek of sorts. <laughs> and he told me that. <laughs> so Lisa, what, what has been your experience? It's fairly new for you with um, an electric car. So um, it's fairly new for me, but um, I feel like I'm 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 married to uh, an EV geek. Um, my mm-hmm. husband is a, a master electrician, and he eats, sleeps, and breathes every everything EV. And so he has literally beat me over the head with EV discussions for years, and I thought he was crazy. Uh, and so eventually I decided to uh, give it a try and I actually took it on a, uh, we took it on a road trip and uh, I haven't looked back since. Wow. Tell us about the road trip. Where did you go and how was it about getting charged? So the first road trip was with him and that was traveling to Canada. And then during the pandemic, my, my son who lives in the Bay Area and you know was working anywhere there was a, a a Wi-Fi signal? He was in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, and said, "Mom, would you so you know drive down and and see see me?" And I'm inherently sort of a frugal person, and the idea of being able to travel and not have to um, pay those ridiculous gas prices. You know, we decided to do it. Charging was incredibly easy. That, really? that was a big issue for me. That was a big concern for me. Um, I couldn't believe how easy it was. So in each trip, you went several hundred miles. Both yes. To Canada and from the New York area to North Carolina. If you had a gas car, you'd be looking at gas indicator. And as you approached E, you'd pull over somewhere and fill up. Give us the comparable for an EV? So specifically, we drive Teslas. And so Tesla will, once you put into the navigation where you're going, it will tell you, you should stop here. At this point, you'll be at 20% or 15%. And so they highlight the whole map of the trip. And it will tell you, you should stop here. You could stop here for 15 minutes. You could stop here for 20 minutes. There are um, 12 um, charging stations. Three of them are filled. Three of them are in use. It was it was the easiest thing I could imagine. It sounds it. When you say you could stop here for 15 minutes or so- stop somewhere else for 20, for those of us who aren't aware, what does that mean? What do you get for 15 or 20 minutes? 
My husband explained to me, especially for me initially, I get I was getting very nervous at um, seeing the the batteries decline and and even in charging. So I would want to sit there until the battery was 95 percent charged. And so I guess there is something where you can be more efficient in charging the battery for 15 minutes and it would go from, let's say, 20 percent to 60 percent in in 20 minutes Um, and maybe the last 30 or 40 percent would take a bit longer to charge in terms of duration of charge. And so that's what I mean when I said, like, it will tell you, you know, you can charge here for 15 minutes. It'll get you, you know, to to this point, as opposed to staying at the charger, you know, for the full, let's say, 40 minutes to charge it from 10 percent all the way up to 90 percent. Right. So that's the option of the uh, the driver, the operator. But yes. in either case, it strikes me as not being extremely inconvenient. Not at all. And so from, you know, a former <laughs> ICE, um, I know that has different connotations now, but. Um, um, but you but, mean internal combustion engine, ICE. Yep. Indeed. <laughs> I think mentally that was the biggest hurdle for me. And once I did a few of the long distance trips, it was just completely amazing. And the one thing that I would say that was that I had to be mindful of. Um, So we're in New York City and jaywalking is such a regular thing in New York City. And people walk, they navigate the streets, not just visually, but also with their ears and hearing. And I remember quite a few times people were just walking out and I was like, what is wrong with these people? Are they crazy? (laughs) And then my husband would say, he says, babe, they don't hear you. What do you mean they don't hear? I said, "Oh my gosh, this car is so quiet." Yes, and so it's like a subconscious training we have. It is. it is so in urban environments. That is, um, I think that's the that's the one thing that I still have to be really mindful of. That you know, if, even if the light is against them, sometimes people are just walking out because it's you know New York City, and that's sort of what people do. Um, well, I would argue that it makes you a more conscientious driver. It absolutely does. And there's it, nothing it, wrong with that. It absolutely does. Wow. I want to get Paul Eng in here because Paul's, as, as he admits, he's been at this for quite some time compared to yourself, Lisa. So, Paul, what, what are your, your reaction to what Lisa just told you about her first trip? Is it is it a fond memory? It is indeed a fond memory, but also a, a stark reminder how far we've come Um, I've been driving EVs since 2009, the very earliest days of electric cars, at least commercial. And what prompted me was back then in the early 2000s, I had a job that required me to commute 25 miles each way to work and back. And I had a 97 Honda CRV. I love that car. I've taken it on long road trips. I've taken it to Florida. I've taken it to Chicago. And I love driving. But as a daily driver, sitting like as many New Yorkers do, sitting in traffic, just burning gas, especially on a hot summer day when you know you're not going anywhere, but you have to run the car because you're sitting there and, and you know, you, you, you got the AC on and it's hot outside and you're just sitting there burning gas, sitting there doing nothing. It got me really frustrated. So one time I got to work and a fellow coworker of mine who has a mini, who knows that I like driving, says, oh, you should really you know, think about switching over to this mini. And 
I know you're such a geek because I've been covering technology and computers for a good 30 plus years of my life. He said to me, you know, BMW, which makes the Mini Cooper, is running this trial program. They're looking for 500 volunteers, 250 on the East Coast, 250 on the West Coast to try out this new all electric Mini Cooper. And uh, they're doing it as a program to try to get real world experience about what driving an electric car would be like. And this is back in 2009. So I said, okay, you know, you know, let me give it a shot. And you know, what, what's the chance of me becoming one of 250 drivers in New York to own this or, or have the opportunity to drive this car? And oddly enough, they chose me and um, I got in this car and it's the funniest thing. The minute I picked it up out of the Manhattan dealership, I come up to a stoplight and this being New York, right next to me is a six figure Lamborghini car. They're both sitting at the stoplight and I'm like, hmm, let's, let's see how fast this car really is. As soon as the light turned green, I broke every law, stepped on the, I stepped on the accelerator and smoked this six-figure sports car. I smoked him for a good six blocks until he caught me and passed me, obviously. But since that moment, I had the biggest grin on my face driving this car. And I said, this is power. This is comfort. And for the years that I, that one year that I had the car, every single driving day was an experience. Didn't matter if I was sitting in traffic or cruising at 60 on a highway, I was enjoying the quietness of the car, the efficiency of it. Yeah, I had a lot of quirks about it, you know, but it was an early, you know, prototype car. It's like a whole backseat filled with nothing but batteries. So it became eventually a two person car. And, you know, I couldn't give rides to a lot of people, one at a time. But everyone was so impressed with how quiet, how clean it was, how neat looking it was, because it had like, you know, this special livery. And it was since it was so limited, they each car was numbered. So you knew you were part of this really kind of limited group. And it was kind of interesting. But again, I didn't mind at all sitting in traffic on a hot summer day, had the AC going, knowing that everyone around me was burning gas adding to the emissions in the air. And here I am sitting in this quiet car, just hearing my music, totally zoned out. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And it's that, that Lamborghini left you in a cloud of exhaust and noise, I bet, when he did pass. Yes, it did. But I kept thinking, you know, it's fine. You know, my car will clean up your exhaust. It's, okay. it's fine. So let's bring up your pioneering days to today. Because you mentioned that your first car, your first EV had... Um, the back was all batteries. That's not the case with whatever you're driving now, correct? Right. I'm currently leasing a 2019 Hyundai Ioniq EV sedan. It's not their newest SUV, but it is a sedan. And like I said, we've come such a long way. It's I have a, it to every extent and practical purposes. Everyone who comes to the car, it says it looks like an ordinary car. Four doors, four seats, seats five comfortably, full size trunk. I could I could stuff it with. I've done Costco runs in it, stuff does stuff in the in really truck. It functions like a normal car, but again, you know, you turn it on, everyone's impressed. Oh, this thing is on. They ride in, this is quieter than my Lexus. You know, sitting at a stoplight, it's not vibrating, not burning gas. Is this car on? Yes. You know, pull off yeah. the stoplight. They're completely impressed with how quick and powerful it feels. Um, Where do you charge? I currently I charge at home. Uh, in the before times, I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to also have a access to charger at work. 
So it really cut my fuel consumption down. I was, you know, even my electricity bill, I was, since I was only charging at home, you know, I would only use not even close to halfway the battery, but, you know, if I split the cost between work and home, half the, half the cost was absorbed by my work charger. So right now though, I am, I am charging just solely at home because like so many other people, um, I've become a dedicated work from home kind of guy. Okay. No more commuting. Lisa, where, where do you charge? We charge it at home and he also sometimes charges at work. So at home, is that sort of a driveway setup? Yes. Yes. Okay. And as I mentioned, he's a master electrician, so he installed the uh, charger. Okay. Well, that was a benefit you had. <laughs> Speaking of benefits, I'd like each of you to tell us what you have seen as pluses with Smart Charge, the Con Edison program that uh, pays rewards to EV owners. It's a great program. I love it. Um, again, as as Sherry mentioned, there's nothing I have to do. I, I come home, uh, you know, in the before times when I used to commute, I would come home, plug it in at, you know, seven o'clock, but my car is set to not charge until midnight. And I, I would wake up every day to a full battery ready to go. And the, the benefits are great. Pushing off that charge to the late uh, and overnight hours meant that uh, there was no tax on my physical home load because I remember it was like charging back in 09 when I had nothing but a level one charger and a 120 volt outlet outside my garage. If I plugged it in and tried to charge my car while I was trying to run the washing machine and everything else, I would eventually pop a circuit, which is not good. Um, and there was no kind of software to, in the car or anywhere else to kind of set that, you know, charge only at night. I did do that, you know, wake up at 12 o'clock in the, in the midnight, go out to the car in the middle of the night, plugging it in and hope and pray that everything worked well. And, I would have a full battery in the morning. Um, again, that, that is all taken care of by the software in the car. And Smart Charge, um, as part of its system, provides me with this web portal. And my car is smart enough to alert, let me know, hey, the car is fully charged, you're ready to go. You have 140, 150 mile range, and you're good to go. And I equate it to like, you know, we're at a point where none of us would ever think about not plugging in their smartphone at the end of a day. And then waking up to a full battery, you know, it's just what we do, right? That's what it's become like with me for a car. I just know that every morning I'll have a fully charged car ready to go. During the day, I'm never going to have to stop off at a gas station to fill up. I'm never going to have to actually never visit a gas station or, you know, need to because, you know, that's one of the best things. I pass by a gas station. Oh, 450. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> but it's, it's a great thing. I guess you don't buy lottery tickets then. <laughs> I used to, but you know, now I don't have to because I don't I don't have to buy gas. Well, you obviously love all the cars that are available and you've driven uh, quite a few of them, but what about Smart Charge and the rewards it gives back to EV owners? Ah, uh, that's one of the greatest benefits of Smart Charge for me. Um, knowing that when I'm committed to charging in the off hours, um, when demand isn't so high, that I'm getting a cut rate back and it's real money. It shows up on my online web portal as I'm saving this much money for the month. And it actually totals out to like, you know, depending on my usage. Um, so I would get money back, which ranged from the minimum of about $20 a month to I've seen as much as $80 a month, especially during the summer hour, summer months between 
June and September, if I commit to charging during these off-peak hours, the smart charge program will actually throw in an additional $20 per month um, so that it lessens the demand on the grid. So each month I'm saving a good chunk of money that would otherwise go to, toward a purchase of, of gas easily if I was driving a regular vehicle. Well, your enthusiasm is infectious, I have to say. But let me ask both of you this. It, give us your 30-second elevator pitch. If you came across somebody, maybe the Lamborghini owner, and you had 30 seconds, what would you say to the the uh, perhaps unconverted or the doubting Thomas? 30 seconds is hard. And I, I feel the best way is, from my personal experience, I share it. I really hate New York City traffic. I think anyone that I would ever come up with can't ever say that they love New York City traffic. So my pitch would be, you're sitting in traffic, you're burning gas. You know how much gas is, why? <laughs> why? Electric cars are quiet, they're efficient, they're on when you need them, you enjoy all the comforts. Even if you're sitting in traffic, you're not burning gas, you're not wasting your money. And the cars nowadays, you know, yeah, they used to be funky, but now they're not. You can choose from a sports car, you can choose from pickups, you can choose from SUVs. There are so many different styles to match what you would want in a normal car. Put your butt in one, drive it around, and you'll find that you can live with these cars nowadays. Wonderful. How about you, Lisa? What would you say? I think that two that sort of the two things that I would focus on is one, the cost of ownership and just how incredibly reasonable it is and much more reasonable than a traditional um, gas-powered car from the maintenance on the vehicle um, to, you know, no longer have to having to pay for these uh, exorbitant gas prices. But I think also just in terms of progress, like for me, I think of our Tesla as literally a computer on wheels. And the same way, you know, we, we use a smartphone and we have our laptops or the Macs or the PCs, whatever they are, it just seems like it, it is the next form of progress, right? And 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 we're literally driving, we're literally operating a computer because that's really all that it is. It's a computer on wheels and it just seems to make sense. Yeah, I would jump in with Lisa there. You know, I remember the days when people would laugh at me and say, why would you need a PC? And now we're at a point where I can't imagine life without it. The same thing, I got the same, why would you want to drive an EV when I first saw it? I said, you're going to get, it's going to get you. You're going to find out how important these things are and how vital they become in your life. And I think we're at that tipping point. People are coming to the realization, hey, you know, maybe, maybe there is something to these EVs and they'll find out that it does fit them, that it does meet their purposes. And it is, it's the wave, not of the future, but of the wave of right now. Thank you all for sharing your experiences and thoughts about electric cars. We couldn't have had a great podcast without you. Sherry Logan from Con Edison's Smart Charge Program and Allison Kling from Con Edison's Power Ready Program. And of course, our electric car owners, Paul Ng and Lisa Prudhomme. We will see you guys on the roads. And for our listeners, if you are hearing this podcast between April 15th and April 24th, Go see the 2022 New York Auto Show at the Javits Center in Manhattan and stop by Con Edison's exciting test track for a ride in an electric car. I'm Philip O'Brien, and until next time, stay plugged in. And that's our show. 
If you have a thought or question, please email us at podcasts at coned.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let's be engaged, let's learn more, and let's have some fun.